0: Aloha, everyone. Welcome back to Spiritual Intersections, our podcast all about bridging the gap between science and spirituality. This is Lena Miller, and with me as always is the wonderful Mark Christopher. Hey, everyone. Today, Mark and I are going to do something a little bit different. We're going to have our first ever interview, and today is with Donna Moser. Donna is a lifelong spiritual seeker who has gone from considering becoming a priest in the Episcopal Church to practicing meditation and the myriad tools and skills of deep spirit medicine, which is where Mark and I met Donna. And she's been an editor for the magazine Science of Mind and Spirituality and Health. So before we get started, just our friendly reminder that Mark and I, and in today's podcast, Donna, we don't have all the answers. We're just here to dive into topics you may or may not have heard of and to spark some discussions surrounding science and spirituality. Wow, Donna Mosier, so much we want to ask you. Mark, I'm so excited today for our first interview. I'm going to need to take a moment to recenter, so why don't you get us started? <laughs>
1: Yeah, Lena, I'm actually a little bummed out that you just told me that Donna's not going to have all the answers. I was hoping we'd I'd finally get somebody on the podcast who could set us straight. But anyway, <laughs> just kidding, of course. Donna, we, we absolutely are so excited you're here. And let's just jump right into it. You've, you've led a really interesting life, as Lena kind of pointed out, lots of different paths, lots of different branches. Given all these twists and turns, tell us who you are in this moment.
2: Oh, who I am. What a good question, because, you know, most people want to jump right into what they do, but I will tell you who I am is a really contented, satisfied person in life, which hasn't always been the case. But I think we also want to know kind of a little bit about what, I, what I've what i done, what I'm doing now. And what I do now is I write books for other people. Some people call that a ghostwriter. I like to consider myself what I call a collaborative writer because I certainly couldn't do this, you know, write these books by myself. I work with what I call a non writing author and help them put their words on paper. Um, I just finished a book um, on a historic, the history of a national civil rights organization. And just this week, I landed a deal with a friend of mine who's a former Pentecostal pastor who pretty much rejected everything they had taught about having to be saved. Mm. And now we're going to write his memoir. Wow. They, yeah. They, Netflix did a movie about him. He was quite famous for a while when he went through all of this. But he he had a literally an, an epiphany, a spiritual experience where God told him, don't you know everyone's already saved? And when he went to his church to preach it, well, they didn't like that. <laughs> so they called him a heretic <laughs> and kicked him out. But wow. he's got a great story, and he's asked me to help him tell the story of his life.
0: Wow, Donna, those are, are two very different uh, subjects that you just m- mentioned, and I, I know you've written uh, plenty of, of different books. Uh, so writing seems like such a passion for you. Uh, and really, speaking along the lines of, of spirituality, and, and you know, having written something about this Pentecostal pastor, uh, tell me about your experience at, at those spiritual magazines.
2: Oh, yeah. Um, I was the editor of Science of Mind magazine, which is um, a magazine that's been around for maybe 100 years, part of the Church of Religious Science, what's now known as Spirit- Centers for Spiritual Living, um, and also Spirituality and Health magazine. Now, I was the editor-in-chief of Science of Mind magazine and the head of their publishing division. Spirituality and Health was a bigger enterprise And I was brought on to not only help with the main publication, but to produce two special publications for them. One of them was a publication called Practice. And the whole magazine was filled with all different stories about all different ways of practicing your spiritual path, whether it was yoga or meditation or what is that thing they're calling now? Forest walking. Then the second publication I created for them was about the environment, spirituality in the environment. So I, I just couldn't even have imagined more rewarding work. Before that, I had been a magazine editor of an interiors, home interiors magazine in Houston. And what I learned that I loved about editing magazines was for me, it was a real act of giving because I got to give writers an opportunity to practice their craft and get paid for it and get published. And it was a real real treasure to be able to offer that to people. And then the people who were the subject of those stories were usually just delighted to be considered, to be able to express their life's work or what have you in a magazine. So uh, that was the real heartfelt experience for me in editing was working with people and, creating something that we could all be proud of and and just really love and then of course there's a huge amount of administrative practice that goes into creating a magazine because month after month after month you have to put it out and it's kind of a process of chaos until like one of those tile games all of a sudden at the last minute all the pieces fall into place generally 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 about a day before deadline or maybe even five minutes but it's, it's just a magnificent experience to be an editor. And unfortunately, we don't have so many magazines anymore, but I loved it.
1: Yeah, and it's, it's so great that you're able to kind of bridge the gap between, you know, your love of spirituality and your love of writing and just kind of create this scenario for yourself where you're getting to bring two of your passions together.
2: I was so fortunate, Yes.
1: One of the, our favorite things about you or personally, I just love about Donna is you have this sense of humor that you kind of balance with this practical, almost, I'm going to say Southern wisdom, (laughs) where where you just, uh, you know, you kind of bring it all home, but you keep it real. Uh, How do you see some of the tools? How do you use some of these tools and training in in your own life, in your own practice?
2: Some of the spiritual tools we're learning. Yeah, the three of us have been learning together in this and this work we're doing. Um, Well, that's a really good question. And I think the first practice that I try to implement every day, let me back up and just say, I have a degree in journalism, that's where my editorial, you know, experience and training come from. And I'm a news junkie. And there's nothing I love more than literally jumping, I really do love getting out of bed in the morning, grabbing my coffee and sitting down with the news. But there's something disconnecting about that, especially when you are a spiritual person. I realized that I was letting the outside world in before I kind of got in touch with myself and really locked that in. And so now I have this practice that, that we all have where I, what I I call it setting my energies where I ground myself and I create a container, an energetic container around myself and say hello to myself, my personal spirit, before I even pick up my phone or my computer. I don't have anything in paper to read anymore. But before I do that, I set that. And that seems to be a way that I can then read the news with good judgment without getting too emotionally involved in it, because I can. I think one thing I haven't told you all is um, my first job out of college As a media producer for the Republican Party. So I have years of experience working in Washington and I can get real wrapped up in politics these days. Now I'm no longer a Republican. In fact, I'm a Bernie Sanders progressive. So um, I have to be real careful about that when I read what's going on in the world to not let it, to be able to keep my distance. So setting that um, container really helps me maintain my neutrality while I'm knowing what is going on in the world so that's one thing that I do and then of course I try to meditate every day Um, and sometimes I practice what we're learning in our class together some of the tools that we're learning and sometimes I just sit with myself and I have to um, have to love to sit with myself and just have a little talk with myself and get the advice of the day from that spirit that is me that has access to so much more than this spirit in my body has. So that's, that's kind of a practice that I try to, to use every day for 30 minutes. It's just some quiet time with myself.
0: Yeah, that's such a great uh, daily practice, Donna. Thank you for sharing some of those, those tools that you use to start, start your day. And hopefully that will inspire some of our listeners uh, I really want to delve into one of the aspects that you mentioned. Um, you know, you're setting us up with your morning cup of coffee and, and reading the news. And and when I think about the news, I think we tend to read news that that supports our own beliefs. And, and that reminds me of of a conversation that that you and I had. Um, a while ago, and and that Mark and I have recently talked about on on our manifestation podcast, and and that's the reticular activating system or RAS. So you have a pretty cool story surrounding
2: this RAS. Can you can you talk to us a little bit about that? Well, this is my understanding from a friend and client that I worked with, I worked with a man in South Africa, who taught people to live, not die with AIDS. And part of his teaching was to teach these folks about the reticular activation system of <laughs> the mouthful. Um, but there's a process in our brain that reacts to trauma. And at least this was the way he explained it to me because, you know, he was working with people who had experienced great trauma in terms of being delivered news that they were probably going to die because they had contracted AIDS. And so he was teaching them how to cope with that and deal with it. So in this case, let's say that you've had an experience that is stunning, so to speak, emotionally. For example, maybe you found out that your partner is um, leaving Perhaps your partner has had an affair. There's been something that's been, you know, a fairly traumatic experience. And all of a sudden, you have this this kind of a dip. Like everything shuts down in your mind and you dip into your subconscious. And then suddenly, you make up something about that, that men can't be trusted or whatever. You just have a a rule that, that you've decided is true for yourself. Now, this activates the RAS. And it's like a lighthouse, I see it. It's like a lighthouse that is continually shining its light everywhere, 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 looking for danger. Is this a problem? Is this a problem? How can I protect myself from what has threatened my survival? And that is, you know, this breakup of this relationship. So now you find that the RAS is bringing to you everything that's going to essentially prove you right. Basically, so you can stay alive. So emotionally, you don't have that trauma happen to you again. And it can be kind of debilitating, right? If you're constantly, your other than conscious mind is constantly looking for problems, looking for problems, how do you get out of that? And so what I experienced through this man who you know taught me the answer, it's he suggested that affirmations can help you stop that ras and put something else in its place that's more positive that you can think about. So um, that's a really wonderful technique. If you can find an affirmation that resonates with you, that's the trick. You can't just start saying something to yourself that, that you don't really deeply believe, but if you can find something that, you know, yeah, I could believe that about myself. I could believe that there are people out there that will love me and honor me and, care for me and not betray me you know you come up with some sort of affirmation that you can say that and then the ras grabs onto that and can start working with that repeating that and repeating that and repeating that until your other than conscious other than conscious mind buys into that and now you can create a whole new pattern
1: yeah. I, I, thank you for that explanation, Don. I think it's really interesting because here on the podcast, of course, we try to bridge science with spirituality and, you know, granted we lean a little heavier on the spirituality, but there's plenty of science out there, um, you know, to back us up in many cases and the, and the reticular activation system is one of these systems. Um, I, I, I also have seen the Raz talked about in kind of in terms of, doesn't necessarily have to come from trauma. It can be a, um, a system where you are consciously it's it's basically a bridge from my understanding between the unconscious and the conscious mind, right? It's a part of your mm. part of the brain stem that activates. And so yes, you can definitely use it to help overcome trauma, but you can also, you know, sort of create some conscious intent of bringing things out of the unconscious and seeing the world in a different way in a way that's going to be better for you in and a, and a way that's going to, I, I guess, more deliberate, right? It's it's more like I have control over some of these things that I'm going to think. And, and I think, um, you know, affirmations are a fantastic way to do this. Um, you know, there are other methods as well. And I'm sure in future episodes, we're going to dig deeper into the RAS. But Lena, I know you've also done some research on this and would love your, your input on this subject.
0: Yeah, thanks for asking, Mark, because you know how much I love the brain. <laughs> um, you know, just a little bit of the science behind the RAS. And it, it's like Mark said, it's found in the brain stem. It's about the size of your pinky. Um, it's responsible for our wakefulness, our ability to focus, and, and really how we see the world. Um, so I think a really simple example outside of, you know, the experience of trauma is, you know, Mark and I, before, (laughs) before we started recording or we're talking about, you know, like, Oh, I'd really love to have a Mercedes sitting in my driveway, you know, setting an intention. But if I were to put that thought into my mind and go out on the road, I am almost guaranteed to see about 10 or 15 Mercedes from, you know, here to the grocery store. Um, so it's really that, Thought or belief that you have, whether from a young age, even from before you were born. um, And the the RAS is is looking for data to support that belief. Um, And so I think it's really important here to caution us all um, to make sure that you aren't letting your beliefs um, that you got from somewhere else or someone else um, dictate what you want to believe. And I think, you know, Donna saying the affirmations and and certainly some meditations and and setting intentions are going to help you gain control of, of that and, and get down to that true essence of, of who you are. Um, And, and I'd love to, to deep dig more into that, that gatekeeper from the conscious to the unconscious mind. Um, Donna, it sounds like you're doing a little bit more work in that area with the RAS and the, the
2: conscious and unconscious mind. You want to speak to that a little bit? Well, um, the only example, an example that I can think of based on what you all just said is I am practicing using the RAS for weight loss. <laughs> Excellent I example. Have, and, and it is a very positive way. I learned about there's, there's also a, whether it's a place in the brain, a, a, a specific tissue, or just a, a, some sort of process, but something called the apostat which sets your weight. And when you have it in your mind, they they call it a set point or what have you. But I have read a book by someone who says you can actually change your epistat. And I think in this case, you use your RAS to do that. And how I'm doing that is I am going through my day saying I am slim and trim, and I weigh x number of pounds. Now I'm not, I'm too shy to say exactly what I want that to be. But I just repeat that to myself over and over again. And by golly, you guys, it seems to be working because I can feel it in my body. I can feel that, yeah, that that does seem to resonate with me. So I have found an affirmation that I can believe and I say it in the present tense. That's what's important. You don't say I will weigh this much you say, I do weigh this much because the mind only works in the present tense. And every time I look in the mirror, I look at myself and I smile and I imagine that body that will weigh that much. And so I'm continually activating that RAS to create what so far has been seven pounds lost, (laughs) not bad in a week.
1: That's super interesting. Um, Yeah. And there are so many practical tools. I mean, it's a it's kind of a way to yeah, regain control over what you want in your life. And I think Lena, Lena brought up a great point about just paying attention, just stepping back and paying attention to the beliefs you're holding. And are they your beliefs? Are they somebody else's beliefs? Are they beliefs you want to continue with? Are you know if are, are you in such a a loop of stinking thinking, as I used to be told, that you're <laughs> that you're just kind of re, re, recreating all this the bad stuff in your life because you just think it over and over and over again because you know the the brain at you know the bridge from the unconscious to conscious mind feels like you know it doesn't it doesn't care it doesn't have an investment as to whether you're going to choose the good path or the bad path it's just taking in data and translating it for the brain so if the data you're feeding it is negative inputs about yourself and and reflections of yourself that are You know, I'm I'm, I'm terrible. I'm overweight. I I don't, you know, my health is bad. Whatever, I'm poor. That's a big one. Um, You know, the the brain looks at that and goes, okay, well, we'll find more evidence for that. And we'll kind of, you know, focus wise, right? The prosperity opportunity around the next corner, your brain's not going to even see that because it's focused on, well, your unconscious bias says that you're poor. So, the the prosperity options aren't even aren't even going to be an off ramp for you. You're just going to pass them right by. So I think you're right.
2: The, the, the RAS is a filter. That's exactly right. It's going to filter out everything that doesn't prove its point or what you have decided about yourself. Because you can't concentrate on everything. Your mind has to filter something. So that point about the prosperity signals, you're right. You can filter that out because you you're. In a belief system that you just can't afford to make ends meet or, or whatever is specific. I can't afford that Mercedes I just saw. Right No, when you decide to change your mind about that, and can repeat that over and over again, then the RAS can step up and say, Oh, okay. We'll go look for the Mercedes. We'll go yeah, it's look like for biohacking
1: your own well-being, right? It's like <laughs> <Why>? well <put>. good. <laughs>
0: biohacking. I love it. Yeah. It reminds me, you know, there are lots of people that riff off this idea. And, and, and I think that's great. You know, whatever works for you. Um, it reminds me of raising your vibration or um the law of attraction, which we can talk about about in a, a future episode. Um, and, and just that whole idea that
2: energy Follows thought. Donna, tell us what's next for you. Well, I'm kind of in the middle of everything, but speaking about that law of attraction, um, what's next for me will come my way. I have this deep belief that my next project will find me. And just like with this pastor that I'm working with now, well, he and I have been talking about this for 10 years, but I have noticed that when I'm ready for new work, my phone rings. So that's a very positive belief that I have that my RAS continues to, to bring to me. So right now I've got this big project that I'm working on. It's probably going to take six months to a year. I have another one, Lena, in your neck of the woods, a young man I'm speaking with who's a surfer that wants to write his um, memoir. He doesn't have any legs, and he surfs without any legs. So that looks like what's next on the horizon. But we're working on getting the money for him to do that. But as far as I'm concerned, I um, am really dedicated to writing spiritual memoir for people. And I hope I can have a lot more opportunities to do that.
1: Wow! And we are so blessed to have had you with us. This was such an interesting conversation. And I feel like you know, we've just sort of touched the surface, scratched the surface of what Donna Mosher is all about. And we hope she will come back and and join us on the podcast again. This was so fun. And we know there's so many more topics we we can discuss and discover along with Donna. And, you know, thank you so much for being here today.
2: Well, it was a delight. I'm honored. And it was fun.
1: All right, everyone. So... Man, that was such a good interview. You know, as a special bonus, just because we love Donna so much, we've asked Donna to lead us through, uh, you know, our kind of our walkthrough meditation focused journey this week. So she has graciously agreed to do so.
2: Okay, this is a prayer practice called affirmative prayer that we use in signs of mind or religious science. So I know that all is God and all is well with the world. And I know that no matter what life presents for me today, that I can see it as good and very good. Whether I'm looking to drop a few pounds on the scale, whether I'm looking to see some good news in the newspapers that I read, whether I'm looking to find a way to come to peace in my own heart with what seems like such great dissension going on in the world, I know that it's there and I know that that knowledge rests in my heart and in my mind now. And I know that this is true for everyone who's listening to this podcast. I certainly know it's true for Mark and Lena. And I know that this experience of knowing that all is well is easy for each one of us to tap into and to pick up on and to take throughout the rest of our day. I'm grateful. I'm grateful for this opportunity to share myself with these folks. I'm grateful for the opportunity that Mark and Lena have given me to come and share a little bit of myself. I'm grateful for the reach that this podcast is going to have. And I release this word into the creative medium that is spirit to make manifest in the physical plane that which is present in the mind of God. And so it is.
1: And so it is. And so it is. All right. So with that, uh, with that, with that juicy feeling that Donna has just left us with, Lena's going to now talk a little bit about some, some homework for you, some tasks and tricks and tips that you can take in your week forthcoming.
0: Yeah, thanks, Mark. Um, I think we've led you through enough meditations on on former former podcasts. And I really want you to to sit with and, and re-listen to Donna's affirmative prayer that, that she just walked us through. Um, I do want to help you activate your, your RAS in a more positive way so that, that homework is um, you know, whether you're in meditation or not, just really start to bring awareness. To your thoughts, you know what are you thinking, and and see how that thinking is affecting you, and and try to shift it. Ask yourself, what is my belief system? What do I want to activate, and how do I feel when I have that thought? I mean, those are, are three fairly simple questions that can lead you to a you know a pretty deep place. Um, and just try that practice a couple of times this week, and and see how it affects your life.
1: Wow. I feel all juiced up from this podcast. Today. It was really <laughs> great. So thank you, everybody. Thank you, Donna. Thank you, Lena, and everybody listening. We really appreciate you joining us here for another episode of Spiritual Intersections. This has been so much fun. For some podcast notes, um, join us on lenamiller.com. Uh, find all sorts of additional information, resources, um all sorts of ways to connect with us we always appreciate your feedback and of course we appreciate you listening and we look forward to you joining us next time for another interesting topic we 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 are we are putting it into our razz that we're going to continue to bring these interesting topics to you and of course thank you so much donna and we look forward to you joining us on another episode on behalf of lena donna and myself have a great week everyone